Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Out Brawl. I know we took a week break, but we are back, and we have lots of juicy Ravnica. Yes. Spoilers. Yes. We're we're sorry. Um, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. Yep. And this is a Brawl podcast, if you can tell from the name. Um, we talk about the Brawl format. It is the kind of weird hybridization of... Uh, standard and commander so we have a rotating pool of cards but we have a singleton deck that has 60 cards with a single legendary creature and or planeswalker i mean i guess gideon technically counts as both sometimes um so usually one or the other um to be our single commander slash what we call here brawler um to lead the deck and that determines the color identity um so yeah quick quick little intro I guess. Yep. And so, as you all know, we did not release an episode last week. Kind of just an off week for us, so we wanted to really think about all we've been seeing with Ravnica being spoiled during this pretty interesting spoiler season, and then get back to you all with our thoughts on all the newest cards we're seeing entering our new format. Yes. Yeah, because last episode we talked a lot about rotation, um, which if you're interested in that, you should go back and listen if you haven't yet. But uh, that is going to happen in October. But what that means is we're getting new cards and Guild of Ravnica is right around the corner. It is coming out in less than a month at this point, which is very exciting. Yeah, we'll be playing in a pre-release in about a month now. Yeah. Even less. less than that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so... Um, essentially today, so we're doing this on the day before official spoiler season begins. Um, we still have plenty of cards that have been spoiled already due to, um, packs, I think was the convention. And I guess a little bit of it is leaks too, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think in order to stay ahead of them, um, wizards ended up releasing, it's like the promos, like the F and M promos and things like that got spoiled. Um, so uh, but let's we're gonna go chronologically and we're right now like we're, what I meant to say with that is we are right now kind of in the dark about whatever has happened on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday so yeah. so this yeah. episode is being released on Wednesday the uh, what date is that Wednesday the 12th yeah so spoilers from 10 11 12 we will not be discussing yeah. but we probably will next episode at least at the beginning so stay tuned for that Yes. So, chronologically, the first thing that we got was a leak, um, and it was the BioBox promo. So, as we all know with M19, there's lots of contention over that BioBox promo. So, everybody, like, I remember making comments probably on this podcast, like, I wonder if they're going to, like, ruin it again. (laughs) Um, And I don't, what what are your thoughts before we get into the card? Do you think that this is a hit or a miss? Um, I think this is a hit. I think the it, it depends on what you mean, obviously. Um, I think that this is not Nexus of Levels or Nexus of Fate Levels of Broken. Um, but I do think that it's an exciting card, and I think mm-hmm. it's a fun card. It, it's kind of going back to what we saw in Dominaria with Firesong and Sunspeaker, where it was a really exciting card for both our format and Commander um, to have the red-white spell-slingy kind of for our uh, deck potential um i think this card is in that same vein where it looks 
like when I look at it, I get very excited because I think about all the things I could do with it. But I don't think people who are playing standard look at it and go, oh, yay, like this mm-hmm. is really going to break the format, you know? So, yeah. So the card we're talking about is Impervious Great Worm, seven, three green, so 10 total worm that has Convoke and Indestructible. And it's a 16 16. So Convoke is that new, well, that old Selesnia. Um, <clears throat> keyword that's coming back for Guilds of Ravnica. So essentially, this is a um, very big threat in the same vein as like a Gigantosaurus and sort of thing where you're getting a lot more for your money. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but there's always these like tricks to its casting cost. So like Galta has the addendum. It costs less per power of your creatures and this one you actually get a convoke on it so you get to tap your creatures in order to cast help pay its casting cost yes which means you could essentially maybe tap cast this without tapping any lands um but you need a lot uh, yeah. you need at least 10 creatures yeah well so along those lines um what is this good for because it's a 16 16 i think it's so as soon as i saw this card i thought it would be great in my shalai tokens deck because mm-hmm. I think there's often times when I have a, about 10 tokens and then Shalai gives this thing Hexproof as well as Indestructible. We're already like that. The That part is important for like blue does a lot of bouncing things. And um, we don't have many exile effects, but we do have cards like Vraska's Contempt that are staying yeah. in the format. So, well, that's I, I made a note there. Um one of the things that I pointed... So a lot of people have been talking about this card online. Um, and the big thing that people have been saying is, while Indestructible is great, um, it doesn't really do much for you in terms of ending the game. Because mm-hmm. um, this gets chump blocked and stuff. But I honestly think, especially for Brawl, there's not... Like you were saying, there's Vraska's Contempt. But we don't really have a lot of exile effects past that. And you um, know what well, we have so, a lot of... <clears throat> um, other than... Well, you know we have a lot of that aren't really exile effects, but are ways that make this creature good are ways to give it evasion, like trample or unblockable or flying or stuff like that. Yeah. Which like, that was my thing is the first thing I thought of when I saw this was just mono green decks that Mm -hmm. Vivian Reed deck. We built a couple weeks ago, the, you know, uh, even an elf deck or like a gore claw deck. This card is amazing. It's especially good in anything that can, um, help it, get like trample or stuff so like aggressive mammoth or gore claw or yeah uh, do you know any others well i was gonna say there's a couple uh auras that give things yep. trample like honestly that's the thing is i just feel like there are, are enough ways to do it i don't know mm-hmm. it's great um but i uh, this is yeah. gonna be really good i i really wish i could get it without buying a box though because i want it <laughs> i mean i can i <laughs> can buy a yeah. single but I was going to say, it'll yeah. probably be pretty cheap. Like we were saying, that's the thing is, unlike Nexus of Fate, which is busted, um, the reaction, especially this card, and I, I don't play standard very much, so I don't really have a great feel for this, but I don't think you want to pack your deck with a 10 t- or with a ten drop 16-16. Um, I don't think that's going to help you very often. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't think it's going to be too high in price. But I, I also made a note here Um this also, we, we brought up mono green and green white tokens. Um, effectively, any deck that has green tokens, so green black tokens like Slimefoot or green red tokens, Rada, you know, anything that can make a lot of 
sapperlings specifically <laughs> is going to be great for this because those sapperlings can tap to add to reduce the green cost in this card too yeah which is there's a great there's a lot of cards that um are going to stay in brawl like uh verdant force and um tender shoot sap- yeah tender shoot those are all work so well with this card yeah so yeah so um that's the bio box promo i as opposed to Nexus of Fate, which, like, I've played it. I'm, I'm, I can't not say that. And it's a good card. It's it's too good, is the thing. I am less concerned about this one in terms of power level. I still don't like the precedent that's being set. But hopefully, I mean, we I didn't even include it in here. But it's not alternate art masterpieces, quote, quote, masterpieces that are only available from the Hasbro shop. So, like, I think I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. Like in comparison, I think this is better. So, anyway, um, do you want to move to the next? Yes. So, <clears throat> a big thing we were all hoping for, even if we didn't say it, were the reprint of Shocklands in their native home. They've only been printed in Ravnica sets, right? Yes. And we have recently been told by Wizards, I think, at, I think it was at PAX this announcement was made. That Shocklands are going to be in Guilds of Ravnica. We're going to get the pairs for the tri- or sorry, the guilds that are in the set, which is yep. pretty huge news. They have new art. Um, <clears throat> they're the same old cards. They have new art though, and the new border and stuff. And they look. I really dig some of the art on these two. They're going to look great in foil. <laughs> yeah. So, well, along those lines, um, just in case you're not familiar with what a Shockland is, effectively, it's a land that has two basic land types. So, for instance, Temple Garden is a plains forest. Um, and when it, it says when it comes into play, uh, it comes into play tapped unless you pay two life. So, we call them Shocklands because it's effectively, if you let them come to play untapped, you're shocking yourself. The one mana red instant shock so um yeah i mean these are great they also tap for each color of mana oh thank goodness um mostly because i I wrote down um we are losing the amonkhet's cycling lands the bicycle lands um so this is kind of a good replacement honestly Mm mm-hmm and I think it's honestly a better replacement because the one thing that people I don't think liked about the bicycle lands is there's no condition that ever lets them enter untapped. Like, yeah. Uh, the other duels, when I say duel, I mean um, two colored lands that have their two land types, um, I think have conditions under which they can enter untapped, like Sunken Hollow, that cycle. Yeah, I think um, that's honestly the only other... Yep. one that has both basic land types so so well, yeah besides the dual lands these so. are just very good you're not you're not gonna we're not gonna get to like power levels of fetching for a shock land like yeah. we see in um eternal formats like uh commander so they're not gonna be that good but they're still good dual lands because you have that option of having them enter untapped yeah and we have 30 life so shocking yourself for both colors of mana or just a mana like essentially you know uh, is not un- untenable because we have an extra 10 life. We're in multiplayer. So, you know, there's love to share around the table. Um, yeah, I I personally, I'm still in my heart hoping for Farseek reprint, but I doubt it's going to happen um, because, yeah, that's for right now, most of the, uh, well, all of them, I think, are search for a basic land. Oh, my gosh. Play, so. 
if Farseek gets reprinted, it's there's probably going to be green standard decks that run Farseek and Shocklands for sure. Oh yeah, and brawl decks will obviously do it. <laughs> but any if we get any, um, I might they might end up doing this if we get any like green ramp in guilds of Ravnica that says tutor for a specific type of land or just any card that does that, then the Shocklands get a lot better. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but so. I mean, they're great. The The other note, though, that we do need to make clear, Guilds, like you were saying, only has five Shocklands. It has the white-green Shockland, the blue-red Shockland, the green-black Shocklands, the uh, blue-black Shockland, and then the white-red Shockland. So while we are kind of replacing the Amonkhet Bicycle Lands, we're really only replacing two of those because we're getting the white green and the blue black. The others are enemy colored and we're, we don't get the other ally colored shocklands until next set. So, you know, kind of a hit or miss. I mean, unfortunately it's just the way it's got to be. Um, but the nice thing is they will end up all being in standard after next winter set. They'll all be in standard and then they'll all leave together. So we won't have a weird disparity between what uh lands are in except for like this three month period or so yeah we just have to live a few months without them yeah um so the next thing i want to talk about we have four new legendary creatures and or planeswalkers um that could be your brawler two of them are the planeswalker deck planeswalkers so um let's start with the two that aren't those um and then we can move to these other two so, first, we have a Celestnia legend, Amara, Soul of the Accord. She costs green-white, so 2 CMC, um, an elf cleric, and whenever she becomes tapped, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token with lifelink, and she's a 2-2. Two, two. So, this is, like, harking to that Celestnia keyword, convoke. If you start using her to help cast your convoke spells, you're going to start getting um, value in the form of um tokens that you can then use to tap for your other convoke yeah. spells well and also something i think might have been overlooked a little bit this also makes for a, an interesting idea for a voltron type build because whenever she becomes tapped that can also be attacking mm-hmm. um so it, i mean we're in green white this completely fills that same niche that we've talked about when we talked about the slesnia back in the ravnica corner she makes tokens like <laughs> She's going wide because that's what she does. Um, but it's good. I, I'm not upset by this. I think it's a very good creature. Yeah, and I think any uh, anything you can add to her deck that would make her be able to tap for... Um, like, I know that there's lands that let you say tap this land, tap this creature to add a mana. Or like... Uh, I don't know if we cool. have any of those anymore. I'm not saying... I just know there's those types of things where... You, you can use creatures tapping as paying an sure. effect or something. So yeah. if you don't have to just we're thinking about Convoke, you can think about other effects that let you tap your creatures. Yeah, unfortunately, we are losing some of the biggest ones um, with Rotation, Crew, like you're saying, Survivor's Encampment. But, like, you know, if, if you're looking at building maybe, like, a Commander version or something, then, yeah, those are really great effects. And maybe we'll get something like that in Ravnica, but I'm not, I'm not too... Hopeful on that. We haven't really seen anything. Uh, yeah, I think so. the big thing for Mavenica that's going to help her is the Convoke. Yeah. Um, so the other 
one that's in the set is Raal is at Viceroy. So we do get a new Raal Zarek. Um, we thought we might with the Ravnica corner, um, but he's three blue red for a Raal Planeswalker. Um, he's got five starting loyalty and he has plus one. Look at the top two cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the other into your graveyard. He's got minus three. Ral deals damage to target creature equal to the number of instant and sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard. And then he's got a minus eight. You get an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, this emblem deals four damage to any target and you draw two cards. Oof. Yeah, I think this is going to go really well in... uh, I think we're going to might see some Jeskai control type deal in standard... Yeah. with Teferi in this, but I also think it's just going to be really great in Brawl, too. Yeah. Because uh, you're... A lot of Planeswalkers plus ones um, tend to not be, like, strict card advantage. Like, I think of some of the Jace abilities, which is, like, look at the top two, put one of them into your graveyard, or kind of just top of the deck manipulation. But this one actually lets you put one of the cards into your hand, so that's, like, instant card advantage. So that's good of in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And then it's minus three just seems really, really good, especially when you're in red blue doing instant and sorcery things. Like this is probably, if I ever get it, an auto include in my wizard's deck. Yep. And that emblem is just as all emblems are gravy. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, I so I made a note. Um we're we're gonna get to it uh, after this, but the Ijet mechanic is jumpstart, and you can tell that this card was designed with that in mind. So I think that this card will really, honestly, I think you could do a really good blue-red spellslinger deck anyway. But I think that if you can make a really good, like if there's a good jumpstart theme to build around, this could be a very powerful brawl deck. I'm hoping they are confident in their new keyword or their new keyword ability whatever jumpstart being not op that they print a lot of jumpstart start cards i so mean it has good support <laughs> when i say a lot i mean like maybe like 10 to 15 yeah we'll see um that's not unheard of especially since these are you know full blocks since these are a full like yeah. 280 cards or whatever it could happen um but yeah, and so uh, along those lines, we have two more legendary planeswalkers that have been revealed. They are the planeswalker deck planeswalkers. So we have another Ralzarek and then a Vraska. Um, which one do you want to talk about first? Um, do you want to get into their specifics of everything, or you just want to talk about? I mean, uh, I guess we can just talk about them in general. We will have another episode later where we talk about all of the brawlers from Guild of Ravnica when the yeah, set actually so releases. So um, let's just say the, the Planeswalker deck Planeswalkers are pretty typical <laughs> for Planeswalker decks, I guess. Yeah, they're they're a little overcosted. They don't enter with equal loyalty as their mana cost. Um, they have okay abilities. Vraska, her, one of her minuses, destroys a creature. Um, Ral's plus one draws a card so that's pretty good yeah um but like they're not deck build around things they're more like just a value engines yeah i mean i would argue so the Vraska ultimate is unfortunately minus 10 but she does have a plus two she starts with five so like you could work your way there um but she does say for each creature card in your graveyard put a plus almost one counter on each creature you control i could see an interesting green black go wide strategy sorry yeah but me. 
you she ultimates in the same amount of time as the actual raw from the set does that's in true. four turns so i mean they're they're okay as yeah. all as we talked about before the planeswalker deck planeswalkers are acceptable we we'll, might even do episodes where we maybe consider building some decks around them but i think yeah. we'll just to keep the episode not super long we'll... yeah so and i just also wanted to point out there are once again as per usual some uh like planeswalker specific cards that are in the planeswalker decks um unfortunately they're not like the m19 ones that we talked about in the sets where we kind of use those as a pre-con starting off point um where you know they instead of specifically grabbing the planeswalker they let you dig through the top five cards your cards of your library to find a card that was the color um which is better unfortunately these ones go back to having cards that specifically let you tutor up the planeswalker so yeah we'll we'll like chris was saying we'll talk about that in the future but i just wanted to point it out um it's it, it we'll see it could be interesting i think the raw and the raw cards could be good in a real raw deck like in this like nice good one we just talked about um but uh oh yeah because they tutor for a raw planeswalker not specifically this one right? well no they do tutor specifically for this one but oh, if he's okay. inside the 99 or the sorry the 59 of your raw is, is at viceroy deck you can find it mm-hmm, um that's true yeah so anyway uh We'll probably come back to those in the future. Let's move to the mechanics. So um, we'll get to some of the other cards that have been spoiled in just a minute. But we're going to start with some of the mechanics because most of them are new. Um, and then we'll we'll move on to that. Uh, yeah, all but Convoke are new, right? Yes. So the first one we'll start with, we'll start with Is It. This is probably my favorite. Um, it is Jumpstart, which I know a lot of people aren't too keen on the name. It's kind of generic, but... It's interesting to me. And the idea is you may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a card in addition to paying its other costs. Then exile this card. So it's like flashback, but you have the added cost of discarding a card in addition to paying its mana cost from the um, graveyard. So I don't think jumpstarts have alternative costs. You have to pay their mana cost and Mm -hmm. discard a card. Yep. So it's sort of like retrace, but you can discard any type of card and i think the nice thing about jumpstart is it kind of feeds itself you can start discarding your other jumpstart cards to fuel the ones that are already in your graveyard or as you get into the lake game you can just start discarding those dead land drops you're drawing so i really Mm -hmm. do like jumpstart yeah um i i am i'm a little skeptical about this in terms of brawl um because um, ex- accepting that Raw we just talked about, which has an ability that specifically cares about the exiled instants and sorceries you have, um, I feel like in a singleton format, it's a lot harder to chain these off. Because like you were saying, we probably won't have more than like 10 or fi- like maybe 15, but probably won't have more than 10, honestly. Well, Raul cares about in exile and in your graveyard. Yeah, no, that's true. And I'm saying so I'm saying that those will fit in his deck. Oh, okay. I'm just saying I don't know how feasible it is. Like well, I the, think in limited it'll be super easy to just churn yeah. through your deck and be like, oh, let me just jumpstart through. But I think yeah. the ideal is not discarding another jumpstart to do this. Because the good thing about flash or flashback is you get the card twice. Mm-hmm. If you're starting to discard other jumpstart cards, you're only essentially casting those cards once too. So well, that's the true. ideal situation is it, discarding cards you don't plan on using anyways, like when you start flooding or whatever. Okay. Now that, Whereas, that's a good point. Yeah. I think 
So, yeah, it's kind of you have to. It's kind of like hand management in that a lot of people <clears throat> when you're playing games, you think like, do I play this land? I'm like, we're already in late game. I already have enough lands. Do I play this land or do I hold on to it? Like, they start to think about that, and cards like this kind of feed into that mindset. So you start holding other cards in your yeah. hand to be able to fuel it. That makes sense. I mean. The answer is always yes, because Tatova's on the field, and you gain yeah. a life and draw a card. So, <laughs> no, no, I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I think it's, I think it's interesting. It's, it's definitely feels like more of a, a red take on flashback, which has always kind of felt more blue anyway. So, I don't know. It's cool. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I do like it. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see some really cool cards that have it. Um, the next one here is the new Demir keyword, which is the blue-black guild. Um, and it is Surveil X, which effectively will say, look at the top X cards of your library. You may put any number of them in your graveyard, then put the rest back on top of your library in any order. Um, so uh, this is essentially... People have compared it to Scry, because that's effectively what it is, but it's also like Search for Iskanta, the flip land from well- Ixalan. I wonder if they'll errata uh, that to say surveil one on upkeep. Do you think they will or? I don't think so. I think in the past they've done things like that for things like reach and hexproof and shroud because those cards, like those cards, those keywords didn't exist at that point. But I think yeah. this is more of a like, like I don't, th- I don't know if they've actually changed things to scry either. That's a good question. I don't know. Cause it, it's a, it's 100% the same thing, though, right? <laughs> yes. No, okay. it is. Um, yeah. And so we... I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, it's... A lot of people are expecting this to be super broken. Um, it probably will well, be. <laughs> can I just talk about this card you have to kind of preview Surveil? Yes. It's a three mana, one, two blue counterspell. Um, but it has the added line of Surveil one. So it's kind of like Dissolve, which is counter-target spell Scry 1 for the same mana cost. So I was just thinking, like, as I looked at this card, how do those two cards compare? Um, I think Surveil is better than Scry, Mm -hmm. because Scrying doesn't fuel any other mechanics, whereas Surveil fuels graveyard mechanics. Yes. So I think that's why Surveil might be better. Well, and in in, just in standard, we're going to have Jumpstart. Which is mm-hmm. once again, if you throw a jumpstart card in the graveyard, you can then cast it from there. Um, if you wanted to get it immediately, um, we also have things like Salvager of Secrets, which lets you grab instants and sorceries from your graveyard in M nineteen. So once again, you can just throw them into your graveyard rather than on the bottom of your library if you're trying to save them for the future. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's really good. Is the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. People saw how good Search for His content is, and like we talked about that on a past podcast. Like, I thought it might be a little bit overrated. It does work super well in like decks that are very good for it. Mm-hmm. But I think I don't think this is that case. Like, this is tacking on this. Yes. Uh, filtering two other cards. Like, I'm not. I'm sure there's not going to be many cards that are just like sorceries that say surveil something no i i go i also agree it's definitely something that's going to be tacked on we might even see like creatures that say something like whenever you whenever it deals combat damage to someone surveil that seems even more powerful though maybe not like oof repeatable surveil i don't know we'll see but it is exciting yeah because yeah. yeah it's really good mm-hmm. uh do you want to talk about this next one 
I, I just had one more hypothesis oh, sure. as we get into spoiler season with Surveil. So this this is not related to Brawl specifically, but there's cards like Sadisi Brew Tyrant that care about cards going directly from your library into your graveyard. So I'm wondering if we might see a few cards that care about cards going well directly from your hold on to that thought because we have some extra cards to talk about at the end of this okay. that we that might address that but before we get there let's talk about the boros do you want to do Perfect. it or? yeah i actually um like this mechanic i like all these mechanics but this one is called mentor it is a keyword ability right mm-hmm and whenever this creature attacks put a plus one plus one counter on target attacking creature with lesser power so again, this is kind of going back to what we talked about in Ravnica Corner. Boros cares about creatures attacking, mm-hmm. and we're getting um, we're getting value for attacking with our creatures. So uh, the idea is you have your creatures, your bigger creatures with Mentor that attack and Mentor the creatures that are smaller. So you're kind of um, incentivized to attack with both your big threats and your smaller creatures. Yeah, and I mean. Um... I feel like this has been getting some mixed reviews, um, mostly because it is focused on attacking. But honestly, it's, I mean, in line with Battalion, I think, I think it's very Boros. And one of the cool things about it is that from we, from some of the spoilers we've seen, and I haven't included some of those cards, but we've seen a big trend that there are a lot of red and white or red-white creatures that have huge powers for low cost like you get like five twos or four ones or you get things like that that are obviously meant for being mentors because they have huge power um and i think that's a really cool idea that you could have a kind of a fast curve that has like really tough like a really powerful creatures um for the idea of well you also have some smaller ones that get bigger so mm-hmm. so were we going to talk about the cards that are with these mechanics we're talking about them later um i mean if you want to talk about it we can i i I think we skipped sonic assault just because it's kind of boring yeah i think this one's really good so i wanted to talk about it so the card we have here is kind of like the mentor um example is legion war boss it's two and a red for a goblin soldier that has mentor um and at the beginning of your turn create a one one red goblin creature token that token gains haste until end of turn and attacks this combat at evil. It's actually it's a- at the beginning of combat on each of your turns. Oh, thank you. Sorry, duh. I yep. I, I knew that, but I read it wrong. No, you're fine. And this card reminds me of Goblin Rabble Master so so much, <laughs> which was a powerhouse. And the nice thing about this it well, it's different, but the nice thing about this is you can start pumping those goblins that are attacking. Mm-hmm. And red doesn't often get... I'm not calling... This isn't an anthem, but it sort of is because it works to make every new goblin you make a 2-2 when it attacks if you attack with this one too. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very interesting idea. And I really like this card. And if you give find ways to give this card specifically evasion or some way to make its attacks better... Mm-hmm. Um, you can get ahead pretty quickly. Yeah, I was going to say, the thing that's fun about this card, um, in my opinion, and it's also just, I don't know if we talked about it too much um, before, but Ravnica is known for having a lot of goblins. Um, like, Krenko, for example, is technically from Ravnica. He was in a corset originally, um, but his lore is that he's on Ravnica. So I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see 
some support for like goblin tribal here because um, we have Squee as a good goblin commander, and then we have the Lord from M19 that does pump your goblins. Um, and we have I know there's cards that give goblins haste. Yep. Plus, it's like a lot of goblin strategy. So yeah, I could see a mono red goblins deck emerging in brawl. It's like the aggro deck. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially because we still have like Vanquisher's Banner, <laughs> so mm-hmm. like we even can get around the card draw problems um, in mono red. But uh, anyway, let's move on to the next keyword. Um, this is the last new ability. This is a this is an ability word. It's not actually technically a keyword, um, but it's for the Golgari, which is green black, and it's undergrowth. So um, this is kind of similar to Battalion or Radiance. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another good recent example. Nah, but essentially it. it gives you it gives the word in italics and informs you that this card will have something to do with the number of creature cards in your graveyard so the example we've gotten is a one mana instant called necrotic wound it's one black mana and it says undergrowth target creature gets minus x minus x until end of turn where x is the number of creature cards in your graveyard if that creature would die this turn exile it instead um so effectively it's just a kind of a word that reminds you this card cares about the number of creature cards in your graveyard Mm-hmm. and i think this is going to be pretty strong too mm-hmm. oh yeah uh like this card that we um show right here reminds me of like fatal push and fatal slip and that sort of thing mm-hmm. well that's and, yeah i i have a feeling this could over like could be super powerful especially in like modern or like even legacy formats because with like delve kind of decks this is gross <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you're getting i think in brawl i think it's also going to be good mm-hmm. because we're gonna have a mechanic called surveil as well <laughs> <laughs> right and it is like we talk about it there's not many board wipes but there are board wipes in the format in white decks um and red board wipes too like creatures end up in graveyards and you're gonna start getting value off of them in golgari so Mm -hmm. well and we talked about this in the ravnica corner but like gerard cares about the number of creatures in your graveyard like yeah we're expecting the golgari legend to do something with the graveyard it Mm -hmm. probably might even have undergrowth (laughs) it might yeah um but yeah so uh the uh, it's funny the thing i was thinking about too when you brought up surveil it also has jumpstart in it and there are some like mono blue cards there's a really gross demir deck here like yes because you can combine uh, all we three have a wait there could also be a good grixis deck if we get a commander for well nicobolus don't yeah. forget yeah flippy, flippy just, bolus. yeah exactly but yeah so um the last one of course we've already mentioned it it's returning it's the selesnia ability that is actually from the original ravnica set convoke um which essentially says your creatures can help cast this spell so when you cast it you may tap any number of creatures you control and for each creature you tap it reduces the spells cast or the cost by either one generic or a color of that creature so like with that worm we talked about if you tap three saplings to help cast it you only have to cast you only have to spend seven generic mana you don't have to spend any green mana if you tap three green creatures so yeah and i think convoke is cool in that way because something like delve only lets you help pay the color or the generic cost mm-hmm. so or convoke is cool because like when i first learned about convoke i was just i was thinking delve like you can't 
use no. creatures to pay for the color, <laughs> but it's actually so good because you can. Yes, which again, green white token decks are going to be gross with this because yeah. they're going to cast huge stuff very fast. If we get cards like Court of Calling power oh. level, um I think we're going to see great things out of Celestia. <laughs> well, that's actually a good point since they are bringing back Convoke, maybe we might see a reprint like Court of Calling, which I mean, probably we, not. It that was recently is... reprinted in a core set, I think. I don't think it was core set. It must. I would definitely imagine it'd have to be some kind of master's set. But maybe. I don't know. Anyway, um, so those are the five mechanics. Um, we'll definitely be talking more about those as we continue was... through spoiler season. Um, but before we... Like before we you know wrap this up, I had a couple other cards that have been spoiled um, that I thought we could talk about just for either some interesting, cool ideas that are coming around or well, just good and cards. Returning stuff. Yes, we're returning. Um, what are these cards called with the two on them? Split the cards. cards. Yes. So they're not fused cards, so you can't cast them both. You kind of have. It's a card that has two modes essentially, but if the, the, each mode costs a different amount, and its CMC is the total CMC of the two halves, right? Yes. So, so yeah, yeah, that's a pretty cool thing to know that we're going to be getting split cards in this set. Well, and actually, um, it's interesting. We've had split cards in every Ravnica block so far. Perfect. Yeah, because um, back so, in Dissension, they actually brought us some fun split cards that actually were three colors because they had two different guilds that shared the middle color, which was super cool looking. Um, and then, like you were saying, we had fuse cards back in Dragon's Maze that essentially let you cast both halves of the card, um, which made one single multicolor card or sometimes even, you know, same similar three-color thing. Um, but these ones seem to be it looks like we're going to get a cycle here that are single guild. So this one, the one that we've seen is the Golgari one, which is green black. And it is so good. I think this could become a commander staple too. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So it is status statue. Another thing about these split cards is they normally have a naming scheme. Yes. That like there's a word in between them that separates them. But this time the connection is they're just like one or a few couple letters different. So we have status and statue. Um, well, status. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Sorry. No, you can say what you're saying. Well, I was going to say, usually they do with the split cards like this, it goes blank and blank. So I'm guessing it's status and statue. Um, we've only seen this one, so we can't really confirm that it's like two words that are very similar, but it. Well, no, somebody, on, I saw it oh. on Twitter. Somebody confirmed that. Oh, okay. That's super cool. Never mind. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, awesome. The status is a... Oh, another thing this card yes, exactly. tells us is um, dual mana. Yeah, hybrid mana is what it's hybrid called. Hybrid mana, sorry. Yep. Uh, so you can... It's a one mana symbol that's split diagonally in half. And this one has a um, hybrid Golgari mana mm -hmm. on status, which is just one hybrid Golgari. Um, target instant. Target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains death touch until end of turn. Ick. So pretty good value. <laughs> like a... Like an instant speed combat trick, also sort of like removal. Mm -hmm. And then the other half is a multicolored card. Two black-green statue, instant, destroy target artifact, creature, or enchantment. So right off the bat, this card is so multifunctional. Mm -hmm. um, that 4-mana that instant is essentially... Um, 
I, like I don't even know what to call it. It's just so good. Yes, it's 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 a it's a mixture of mortify and putrefy. Yes, that is only one one Golgari. It's just Golgari, and it's like Windgrace's Judgment, except it's one mana less and doesn't hit Planeswalkers or or all well, neither does Windgrace's Judgment. I so mean, like, it only hits one target too, but yeah, it's so you can kill the best artifact creature or enchantment. Yep, and it's instant speed. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. oh my gosh, this card is probably going to become a staple very quickly. Yeah, it's very good. Um, but that's yeah, I wanted to bring it up mostly because it returns split cards, and also like we're talking about, we're seeing hybrid mana again, which was confirmed, um, and honestly expected because it originally came around in the first Ravnica block. So, um, a good return to form. Uh, but it's really cool. I'm very excited to see the other ones, and I really hope that this is a cycle that goes between both blocks because it would be really nice to have ten cards that are all a hybrid mana card and also a multicolor card on the same card. Mm-hmm. It's just very I'm, aesthetic. I'm, I'm expecting big things from the Is It one now that I've seen this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next card I put here is Murmuring Mystic, which is three and a blue for a creature human wizard. It's uncommon. It's a one five. And it says, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a one one blue bird illusion creature token with flying. So this harkens to like the Talrins mm-hmm. of the word where you're getting value off of casting your instant and sorcery spells yes and like jump started spells count for this too so mm-hmm. pretty darn good yeah it's and it's a wizard yes it's a wizard it's mini talrand because it's making flying creature tokens um they're not two twos which is kind of important but they are one ones this is a really good card like <laughs> yeah i love it i'm so excited for ravnica <laughs> Yeah, um, so, <sighs> along those lines, how about, do you want to talk about this other multicolor card I brought up? Because it Can I talk about the blue card first? I mean, sure. I have well, some you know, words, Well, you talk too. about research first. Okay, so Fireminds Research is the other card I, or is another card I put on here. It's another promo that got spoiled. It's blue-red for an enchantment, um, and it says, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a charge counter on Fireminds Research. And then it has two abilities. One in a blue, remove two charge counters from Firemind's Research, draw a card. One in a red, remove five charge counters from Firemind's Research. It deals five damage to any target. Um, The reason I added this one is, one, it's a spotlight card, which is interesting just... I guess story-wise, it's just an interesting fact. Um, but also because along the same lines as that wizard we just talked about, there is a heavy blue-red spell singing theme, which... We predicted in the Ravnica corner, but this card kind of falls right in line with that. Um, it's letting you get more cards and also dealing damage to things based on how many spells you cast, or specifically instant sorcery spells you cast. So all very, very good. Mm-hmm. I really like this card. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> I'm an it mage. Well, blue mage, but yeah. yeah, it's great. So... This Sam kind of hinted at this last card earlier when I mentioned the surveil, putting mm-hmm. things from your library into your graveyard. This is a two mana, one generic, one blue um, creature illusion called Narco Meba. Mm-hmm. Um, has flying. It's a one one, but it also has this cool ability. When Narco Meba is put into your graveyard from the library, from your library, you may put it onto the battlefield. So. This reminds me of cards. I think this card I'm thinking of is from, yeah, this card is from Return to Ravnica, Lockstone Smiter, where you're getting, you're getting to play these creatures for free if something were to happen to them that 
might not otherwise have them. Like that one lets you put it onto the battlefield if you were to discard it. This one lets you put it onto the battlefield if you were to surveil it, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, like, this card is good against mill strategies, but it's also good if you're a mill strategy. Yep. Whereas Loxodon Smiter is good against discard strategies, but also if you're a discard strategy. So, it's like a very m- multifunctional card. Well, and it's going to work well with surveil. And so, the thing about this card, it's a reprint. Um, this card was originally printed in Future Sight, or sorry, Future oh, Sight, as I, a Future Shifted card. I thought the name of it sounded familiar. Yeah, it's 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 a big thing in. There have been some like modern, I think, decks that do some gross stuff with like. Yes. Yeah, and so this well, is. Yeah, I think this card is like featured in like landless decks, like yes. Dredge. Yes. Um. But so that's the thing. Um. I just love it because. I'm a big nerd when it comes to things like future sight and future shifted cards. Um, and so this so is, to, what was that to see them in the future yes. where they exist is cool. Yeah. And um, honestly, it's, it's awesome because like we're talking about, it's in the surveil set. So it makes perfect sense. Um, and I honestly, hopefully is that this might indicate that there are some other self mill themes with surveil that could be really cool. Um, but it's just, uh, it, it, it feels my, it fills my Vorthos soul with delight to see this card get technically printed, you know, um, after it was future, future shifted. So, uh, it's so cool. Yeah. That is a really neat tidbit. Yeah. Um, uh, but so, yeah, so, uh, just to kind of wrap up some of the things we've talked about, um, blue, blue, red Spellsinger with Ral, maybe, um, seems like it's going to be pretty good. Not maybe, definitely. <laughs> um, surveil, like we're talking about, might have some interesting self-mill themes. Um, alongside Narcamoeba, we've already seen some potential synergy with Undergrowth and Jumpstart, which is disgusting and awesome. Um, and then my last note is that Golgari Go Wide seems possible with the Planeswalker of Raska, um, which we didn't talk about too much, but also with the idea of Undergrowth caring about the number of creatures in your graveyard. Um because if you want a deck that cares a lot about the number of creatures in a graveyard, you got to run a lot of creatures. Um, so I think there is potential there that we might see an interesting wider strategy than we have in the past, maybe, with some Golgari. Um, as opposed, I guess Slimefoot kind of technically goes wide, but he cares about token generation. I don't know. You know one thing I think when I hear both um, Undergrowth and Surveil is they work super well with our current Saltai commander, <laughs> who is Maldrotha. It's just gonna <sighs> make... Like, that deck's losing a lot with rotation, but it's gaining a lot with Guilds of Ravnica, it seems. I mean, is it really losing a lot, though? <laughs> like... No, because it just... It likes good permanence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah it, it's true. That's a good point. Um, but we'll see. So uh, hopefully... I mean, not hopefully. Tomorrow is when spoiler season starts. Um, when we come back next week, we will definitely have more things to talk about. Hopefully, we'll have more legends, uh, more hopefully the real Vraska from the set, and also maybe some more uh, guild leaders or just you know, like Amara is an old maze runner, so maybe we'll see more of them coming up again too. Um, but let's we'll we'll see. But uh, that's all we have for this week. Yeah, one last thing I just thought of when you were talking about 
Rawl is I'm going to be very interested to see if that Is It Spellslinger deck is going to be better suited with Rawl as the brawler or the Is It Legend where I haven't yet to see. Mm, that's a good point. I, so I'm yeah. curious. I, I was also curious mostly because like you have an Adelie's deck. I yep. don't know if there's going to be a lot of like tribal support for wizards, but I'm sure there'll be a lot of incidental just good wizards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adelise doesn't need more tribal support. She just needs good wizards and good instants and sorceries, which yeah. I think this set's going to give us. Yeah. So, um, but we'll be back next week to talk more about that. Um, before we go, though, uh, thank you, as always, to Awkward Bun for making our cover art. You can find Awkward Bun on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Awkward Bun. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for that art. Um, I'd also like to thank Volmerson on Twitter for um providing us with our twitter cover art which is pretty neat yeah um and then also thanks to ant neely the artist who put his music online uh which is how we got our intro and outro music might as well whistle and also if you'd like to contact us you can tweet at um our twitter account at all out brawl mtg i am generally the one that um responds and runs that account and you can also email us at alloutbrawlmtg at gmail.com. Yeah, we, we love hearing from you, um, especially now that we're kind of getting to this, like, I don't know, it's fun. It, it feels kind of like a crucible um, to, like, really weed out the people who don't care about Brawl. No, um, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's rotation. Um, we're going to see what happens. Hopefully, you know, you're seeing some spoilers that make you really excited. Yeah. I know I am, so, like... Like yeah. our one of our friend we played brawl with just last night is already talking about like rotation and stuff, so we're still keen on this. Yeah. We're we're excited. Yeah. And as much as I'm gonna mourn some of my old decks, I'm very excited for some of these new ones because they look yeah. real dope. And Shocklands. How can you not be excited for Shocklands? I'm so excited. <laughs> but yeah, so um that's all for this week. So until next time, I've been Sam. And I have been Chris. And this has been all out. Brawl! Those are red and blue spells. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense.